0: You're listening to the weekly Parsha podcast with Ari Goldweg, recorded with Hashem's never-ending assistance in Ramabich B'shem Israel 5782, 2021. This week's Parsha is Parsha of Ayeshev, and we have the beginning of the story with Yosef at Tzaddik and his brothers. And at the very beginning of our Parsha of Ayeshev, Yaakov, the verse tells us that after all of the trials and travails that he went through in Lavan's house, and then in his interactions with Esau, as you saw in last week's Parsha, Finally, Vayeshev Yaakov bears Aviv. He lived in the land of his father. He had a, a certain sense of peace. He had a certain. He settled down. Now, the medrash. I like to share with you a few different pieces in the medrash. The first piece says like this: an incredibly powerful idea, and it's very you nogea know, to us. It touches on something that we ourselves are experiencing today. The verse in Yeshaya, in Isaiah chapter 57, verse 13, says a very interesting thing. The verse says, There are different understandings of what the word means, but we're going to go with a particular understanding. When you call out in pain, you will be saved, by your ingathering. What does that mean? Tani, the B'risa says, kinus say kinus at What was it that saved Yaakov Inu, that saved Jacob, from the interaction with Esav? What saved him was the fact that he was kanus, which means gathered in. And I'll explain in a moment what that means. He was gathered in and his sons were gathered together. That's what saved them from Esav. And in a moment I'm going to read from the Yosef, because I want to see the beautiful language inside. The verse says, all of them will be lifted by the wind, they'll be taken by emptiness. This is a reference to Esav, and his children, is all of his descendants. They all were removed, they left Eretz Yisrael, they left the land of Israel. And we'll see in the next section of the Medrash exactly why they left. The one who trusts in me, says Hashem, he's the one who will inherit the land. Zei Yaakov, Ayeshav Yaakov. So there was a moment here in time where Yaakov of Vinu inherited the land, he dwelled in the land, he rested in the land, he was calm, he was calm, he was living there. Okay, what was that? It was Yaakov, why was that? We'll see. Let's hear the Yusuf, I'd like to read it inside. They says it says, the Ram is she this verse, which is in Isaiah chapter 57, verse 13, is So the Medrash is understanding that it's a hint to Yaakov, that this occurred to him. We know that originally he needed to run away from Aesov. Why? Because he was alone, as Eitosev is about to say. With his return to the land of Israel, so he had a kibbutz, he had a gathering together. He had a group of people, he wasn't by himself. There was a kibbutz Goliath, you know, if we think about it, now we're, we're living in Israel, Baruch nearly 7 million Jews have returned to Israel. Only 200 years ago, there was. Barely any Jews in Israel, maybe a, th- a few thousand. But Yaakov Avina with his with his sons, it was the first time that the Jewish people existed, and it was the first time that they were returning from galus, returning from exile into the land of Israel. So it's a kibbutz harabim, that ingathering of more than one person of a multitude. It says the Etsiav an amazing thing, in explaining the Medrash, that they came in as a group, and why were they successful in pushing out Asav, in pushing back on Asav's influence, in pushing back on Asav's desire to kill Yaakov, to cause damage to the fledgling Jewish people? It was the power of their prayer, the fact that they came together. The Jewish people were gathered and they prayed, that was the power. the Kamar, bonov. This is what it means, kinusa, his gathering together, and the gathering of his sons. bonov. It's a reference, like we come to a Beis HaKnesses, to the to the synagogue, it's referred to as a Beis HaKnesses, which means a place of gathering, the house of, uh, in English ordinarily tra- translated as house of worship, but really it's a house of gathering. Because we gather together for prayer, The prayers bring together our koiches, when we're together with other people, when we're praying, not just as ourselves, if we pray by ourselves, sometimes Hashem will look at us in a negative light, heaven forbid, because we're not perfect. But when we bring together a group of people, so Hashem, you know, it's as if each of the individuals compensates for the other individuals, and so Hashem looks at them as if they have no chesrenes, as if they have no blemishes, So the coming together of the children of Yaakov in the land of Israel, the result was that's what saved him. It wasn't just Yaakov's lone prayer by himself. but Rather, it was the prayer of all of them together. I'm sorry that because of the tefillah, the prayer of Yaakov and the prayer of his sons, and all of them praying together, the family that prays together, stays together, right? So the result of that prayer was that they were protected from Esav. Not only that, but Esav and his children were pushed out of the land of Israel. Says the Yitzhi Yosef, in quoting the Medrash, the verse says that those who trust in Me will inherit the land. From that point on Asa no longer laid claim to the land of Israel The land of Israel became the sole claim of Yaakov and his sons the Jewish people And that's why it says that Yaakov dwelled there What is the idea of Yaakov dwelling there? He sat there in a in a quietude, in a certain level of quietude. What does it say immediately after of Yaakov? It refers to the fact that it says, Elu told us these are the generations, the children of Yaakov. Because why was Yaakov able to lay claim to the land of Israel, to dwell in the land of Israel? It was because of the kibbutz of his children. Elu told us Yaakov, the children. Yaakov Avinu's kids, the Shvatim. And he ends off with a, such an essential, important statement, which is what makes it, no get to us, touches our very lives. And that is that whenever we see something that was done by the Aves, we see Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov, we see the greats who came before us, who were the foundations of the Jewish people. So, it's a simon. It's a, it's, it represents something that's not only that was in their own personal lives, but it's also something which is in our national lives. And I believe that what the is saying is something very powerful. He's saying that the prayer, a few things actually, but he's saying that the prayer of the Jewish people together is not the same as the prayer of an individual, obviously, on his own. Furthermore, he's saying, the Jewish people, when they're spread out amongst the nations of the world, when there's a period, when there's a separation between us, so the prayer is not as powerful. We're not as protected from an asub, from a lavon, from those who wish to hurt us, the Europeans, etc. The protection is not as great as when we are nikbats, when we come together, and specifically when we come together in prayer in the land of Israel, as happened in those times of Yaakov and his sons. There is a special protection for the Jewish people, when we come together in prayer in the land of Israel, we are in the place where we're supposed to be. We're in the place that God promised to us. We are in the place where once we pray in this place and we show that this is our place and this is a place that's ours because of its spiritual significance, because of its being a gift of God to us for spiritual purposes, for prayer, etc. Once we recognize that, there is no way that we can be affected negatively by the nations of the world, by the Um by Asav, by, right, Asav is pushed out, and by other forces of evil. That's the powerful idea that's contained in this first section of the Medrash. And I like to read on, and it says like this, Nasu ve'en re'edif It says in Mishle, it says the next piece in the Medrash, that the Russia runs away, there's nobody chasing him. The sadikim But those who are righteous, so they trust, like a lion cub. A lion cub has a lot of milas. He has a lot of advantages. Number one, he's a lion, and a lion is fierce and mighty and courageous. But besides that, he's a cub. He has a mother and a father. He has a, his parents are the lions, those courageous animals, who are the king of the jungle. So a kvir, a lion cub, has a very has a very uh, powerful ability to trust. So tzaddikim are like that. Tzaddikim have that ability to trust. Arak says the Medrash that this is a reference to the Russia, who is Esav, and the tzaddik who is Yaakov. Arakushia Roshia the, the the wicked person runs away, but no one's running away. No one's chasing him. The eretz. It says about Esav that he left the land of Israel. We saw this in last week's parsha. He left the land of Israel. He went and he lived in Har Seir, in the mountain of Seir. And why did he do that? Why did he leave? No one was running after him. His own fears got the best of him. There are two understandings of why Esav Harsha left. And both of which are so essential and so important. And this is another important lesson. We'll see both in this in this section of the Medrash and the next section as well. He says like this, Rebbe Leazar says that there was a, a document, an outstanding debt, a document which represented the debt that Esav did not want to have to pay. He didn't want to have to pay the debt and he didn't want to receive the reward. What was that? It's a Medrash earlier in uh, the previous Parsha which refers to the fact that Esav left because he knew that whoever would live in the land of Israel at this time would be subject to the, the warning or the process that Hashem had promised Avram Avinu that your children will be strangers in a strange land and then through that difficulty and challenge that they would go through in that strange land ultimately they would return to the land of Israel and inherit the land of Israel. Esav said, you know, I'm not interested in the Yisurim, I'm not interested in the hard times, I'm not interested in being stranger, a stranger in a strange land, and I won't receive Eretz Yisrael, I won't receive the land of Israel. And as a result, he took his family and they left. Rabbi Shua ben Levi, Omar Mepnei Habusha, Shua ben Levi says that the reason that he left was because of his embarrassment. He had given away the Bechaira, he had given away the firstborn rights to Yaakov Avinu, he had sold them for a bowl of lentils, and as a result of that, this is perhaps how we could understand it, as a result of his giving up those rights, he understood that he's not the one who has the capability, or the interest really, to be spiritual, and to be the Bukhur, to be the one who brings the Korbanes to Hashem, to bring the sacrifices, to be the spiritual leader. Esav saw, he was honest with himself, he could have been if he had chosen that way, but he didn't choose that way. So, he couldn't be the spiritual leader and the land of Israel is given to the Jewish people because of the spiritual element, as we said before. Esav knew that he lacked that spiritual ability and therefore he said, you know, I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to make it as a spiritual person. He sold his bechara to, to Yaakov who would be able through he and through him and his children, they would be able to succeed spiritually. Esav was embarrassed. He was embarrassed. He saw himself as a spiritual failure. And therefore he left the land of Israel acknowledging that he was incapable of being able to uphold the necessary requirements to be able to live in Israel. So, Tzadikim, the righteous, they trust. They have trust. What does it mean they have trust? It means that they recognize that it might be tough. It might be a challenge. It might be difficult it might be impossible to to accept upon yourself and your children hundreds of years of gullus, hundreds of years of exile, and now thousands of years when we look back throughout history, through the history of the Jewish people, to accept upon yourself such a difficulty in order to receive such a great reward at the end the, the ability to be the spiritual leaders of the world which is what what is going to be when Mashiach comes and the Messiah arrives. The Jewish people will be the ones to whom all the nations of the world will come to for guidance in spiritual matters. They will come and ask us how we get to Hashem, how we get to God. It's a big reward at the end. Closeness to Hashem that we can share with others. It's an an awesome reward, but it requires a tremendous patience, a tremendous willingness. To put off pleasure gratification, you know, pleasure and gratification. Asa was not willing to do that. Yaakov was willing to do that. So again, in this piece as well, we see the power of Yaakov Avinu. We see the power of his children, the prayer, as we saw in the first section. But we see that there is a hint not just for his own personal time not just for Yaakov Avinu in the times that he lived in and the events that occurred in his own life but it also is representative of where we are and who we are and the challenges that we've gone through throughout the generations the hatred that the nations of the world have had for us down until this day it's irrational but despite that we still held on to our Yiddishka, we still held on to our Judaism And here we are, facing off. Mashiach is so close. The Messiah is soon to arrive. With Hashem's help, the Jewish people have returned to the land of Israel, almost 7 million strong. And the Jews are returning more and more as time elapses. So it's represented by this amazing Medrash and the story of Yaakov Avinu. And I want to share with you one more point, which is the next piece on the Medrash. The verse says in Eov, it refers to a, a, uh, a stick, a type of uh, a type of stick that was used in order to apply punishment. Sometimes, if the courts were not careful enough, when they gave the lashes, when they gave the punishment, it sometimes could cause the death of the person. He couldn't withstand the lashes that were being meted out upon him. antoninus Shalas Rabbeinu there's a famous Relationship between uh, Anthony and Rabinu HaKadosh. and antoninus asked him the following question as follows he asked him what does it mean in the verse when it refers to the fact that someone will get killed suddenly by the punishment stick Rebbe lays down a foundation. What is the idea of Yisurin? The challenges and difficulties that Yaakov Avinu went through, the challenges and difficulties that we in our personal lives go through, in our national life, the Jewish people has gone through. What is the idea of Yisurin? He says an amazing, very interesting idea. He says that, imagine someone who is Nigzer upon him, it was decreed upon him that he was to receive a hundred lashes. A hundred lashes? How can you survive that? But for each lash, he would receive one gold coin. He would receive a total of one hundred golden coins. He would become a rich man as a result of these lashes. But in order to get the full hundred, the full hundred golden coins, he has to receive the full measure of the hundred lashes in order to receive it. That's the that's the uh conditions of this. Particular deal. So now, what happens if the person in the middle says, "I can't handle it. I can't. I, I give up. I can't receive any more lashes. I feel like I'm going to die." Or if he dies in the middle, he sometimes the person can die, couldn't handle it. Sometimes emotionally he couldn't handle it, or sometimes physically he couldn't handle it. What happens is he doesn't get the full. If if he gives up in the middle. He doesn't get the full measure, he doesn't get anything. The deal was that you have to get all 100 lashes in order to get the full 100 coins. So he ends up with nothing. And all he ends up with is embarrassment, people make fun of him, so to speak. So in one sense, this piece of the measure is going back on Asa, because he didn't want to receive, He, he was part of the Jewish people, but he stepped out. So what does he have? He has embarrassment contrast that with Yaakov Avinu in a, in a sense Yaakov Avinu is willing to go through the Yisraeli, he's willing to go through the challenges because he wants the spiritual rewards that are at the end but in a sense as the mentioned is about to say when a person wants to sit and say look I've had enough challenges in my life now I want to sit and learn now I want to sit in quietude I want to sit in peace I want to live my life, the rest of my life. I want to be a pensioner. The, the, the sudden comes and says, Hey, this guy is not yet finished with his lashes. He hasn't completed. He wants to get the reward before he has completed all 100 of his lashes. Doesn't work that way. The, the sudden says, It's enough that he has what he needs waiting for him in the world to come. They also want to have peace in this world. They also want to have the reward already in this world. So because he wanted to sit quietly and peacefully in this world, so the difficulty and challenge that he was about to undergo with Yosef, that's what came upon him the verse there says, I wasn't quiet, I didn't have that serenity, I didn't have serenity and peace, from Esav and Lavan, I didn't have the ability to rest, because of the challenge that happened with Dina, then comes the anger, then comes the difficulty and the challenge, the challenge and difficulty, of Yosef being taken, and sent off to Egypt, Yaakov thinking for 22 years that his son is dead. That terrible situation was a result of his thinking for a moment, we could say, thinking for a moment that I, I want to stop. I don't want any more of these I don't want any more challenges and difficulties. I want to just stop in the middle of this deal, so to speak. So this is a very powerful thing, because ultimately, of course, Yaakov did receive all of the challenges and difficulties that he was to receive and as we saw before I myself is similarly bonim the actions and the situations that the forefathers went through was indicative of what was going to be in the future for us so the Jewish people we have gone through so many trials and travails we've gone through so much and here we are back in the land of Israel and we want to we want to just live in peace we want to be able to learn the Torah, we want to be able to do the mitzvahs a large percentage of this country has a spiritual affiliations you know, believes in Hashem, believes in God a large percentage of the country is religious, fulfilling the Torah learning the Torah, sitting in yeshivas and learning, I think the Haredi population is at 20%, something like that, maybe approximately 10% maybe excuse me for not knowing the numbers but we can't rest on our laurels that's what the Medrash is teaching us the Medrash is telling us yes we have protection as we saw before yes when we come together in Eretz Yisrael we have special protection when we pray when we're spiritual in the land of Israel we belong here when we do so so the elements that are not that way are pushed out they can't remain here because they don't have that same level of spirituality but still until it's not over till it's over Right? We're not there yet. We haven't reached the point where Yaakov finally, at the end of his life, comes back together with his sons altogether, the Shvatim are all together and he lives the last 17 years of his life in, in peace. We're still at that moment in time. Perhaps we're at the moment, the switchover moment, about to have Mashiach come and the Jewish people to be reunited in the land of Israel, all of us. But still, there are challenges that we need to face off with and undergo. And we need to know, and it's such an essential important thing, that the challenges that we experience, the Esau's, the ones who come to try to destroy us, to hurt us, the challenges that surround us on all sides, the difficulties spiritually, physically, etc., all of these are for our good. All of these ultimately are leading in a certain direction. They are leading us to the ultimate redemption, to the ultimate moment in time when the Jewish people are gathered together in the land of Israel for prayer and for spirituality for Torah so I want to bless you and I ask you to bless me Hashem should help us to be able to incorporate this idea to recognize the power of prayer the Tzfilah davening together the power of living in Eretz Israel, Kibbutz is the ingathering of the exiles and how ultimately that's the prerequisite for us to be able to greet Mashiach Hashem should help us to recognize that and act on it, Shem should help us to recognize that the challenges that we face are all part, personally and nationally, are all part of the process of bringing about the ultimate spiritual redemption of the Jewish people and of mankind. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful shamus. This podcast was made possible through the gracious donations of listeners like you. For more podcasts like this, please visit www.arigoldwag.com or search on iTunes Ari Goldwag.